Sweet Sweet Garbage is a podcast in which two women, Jenna Redding and Bailey Von Schneider, take a look back at some of their favorite garbage films and television. Knowing them as we do, we have to ask the question, why do they find themselves enamored with this trash? Not only that, why do we ourselves root for the problematic woman? We love a good crazy stalker, male or female. Why is Bailey okay with the idea of Penn Badgley stalking her? Why does Jenna want to single white female every person she meets? Can they be feminists and still enjoy these indulgences? Let's find out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We're a little late this week because, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. <laughs> um, but we're back finishing up our crazy kids, demonic children what, like six months it feels like at this point, but we're done with it. This is it. And our last one was uh, a classic, taking it back to 1956, I believe, with The Bad Seed. You want to tell us a little bit about it, Jenna? Yeah. So the synopsis we have for The Bad Seed is a housewife suspects that her seemingly perfect eight-year-old daughter is a heartless killer. And yeah, that's actually, that's super accurate to what it is. Um, Basically, there's this kid who seems like the perfect, the perfect child is like super well behaved, super, you know, you know, is like very tries very hard at school, like plays the piano, just like just like a model child. Oh, you know what? Although I've noticed any any kid plays the piano. Yeah, must be must be a psychopath. That's what we've learned they in are. this month. <laughs> Yes, indeed. If you play the piano, you are psychotic. <laughs> and what's interesting about, like, all of the children that we've watched from, like, you know, the good son to Joshua to the orphan to this, even though, like, orphan, technically not a child, but anyways. Right. I found, like, this one to be, like, the most terrifying. Right. Because I will say, a lot of times with these, like, creepy kid movies with all of that, they kind of project how creepy they are kind of quickly. But with this girl, there's something very off about her, but like you can't really put your finger on it because she is just being a good kid, a good kid. You know what I mean? She, she doesn't really reveal her true colors until like, you know, probably the middle of the movie. And so you don't really know Mm -hmm. what to make of her. You can understand with her mom, like, how her mom is just like, I don't know. I don't understand what's, like, I have a bad feeling about my kid. I get bad vibes, but I can't (laughs) explain it. Yeah, it's, which I I kind of, like, I found it interesting. It almost, the mother role in this almost felt like Tilda Swinton's role in We Need to Talk About Kevin. Like, the only one that's like, there's something wrong here. And granted, in We Need to Talk About Kevin, she expresses it much more than the mother in this does. She more really internalizes it until she has, like, a heart-to-heart with her father, like, what, midway through the movie? But, like, it's it's interesting because you sort of have, like, these people believing that, like, oh, no, you're, I wish I had a child just like yours. If I ever had one, if I found the perfect man, even though it's too old, I would want to adopt your daughter if anything <laughs> happened to you. Like, she's perfect. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there's the one person that's like, well, if everybody thinks she's perfect, like, how can I not believe she's perfect? Right. 
And it is funny, like everybody, well, for the most part, there, there are a couple of people that like kind of have like their eye on her, but like for the oh, most yeah. part, like everybody is like a super Rhoda stan. Like they love this kid. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, also, her name her- is like Rhododendron. Like yeah. they named her after like a Rhododendron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, aside from Leroy, who is like the handyman, they of course like live in this beautiful environment with like this gorgeous, like it's huge. And you're like, oh, okay, these are wealthy people. But uh, they have a handyman. Like, they don't have to, like, put out their own trash. He, like, comes into their house and, like, takes their trash, which is kind of creepy. Yeah, if you really I don't think know about if I would it. like that. Like, I'm not yeah. down with like, that. Like, I'm here, I'm here to, like, snoop through all your trash. And you know he's that kind of person that, like, does that. He's probably, like, going through all the trash and all that creepy stuff. But he, like, straight, like, even before we, like, obviously the movie's the bad seat, so you go in realizing, like, the child is... The, the problem in this, but I'm sure in like 1956, nobody knew that. I remember at the end of the movie, it was like, do not tell your friends who haven't seen this movie the ending. And I'm like, what? This yeah. isn't even a twist. Wait till y'all see The Sixth Sense. Like, that's true. I know, you that, know, that'll knock you on your ass. <laughs> right? So I'm like, nobody, but then he's like kind of an asshole. He's just like, oh, this little bitch, like, don't be, like, stomping your, like, little shoes around here, like. (laughs) Yeah, they have a really dick. They have a really weird relationship because, like, and and I read the book when I was in high school, and so it's funny how they did make this movie back in the 50s because, like, there's so much censorship and there's, like, you know, they they very much towed the line when it came to this movie. Like, it's so Mm -hmm. funny we were saying before we started recording, you know, like this movie's made in 1956. For 1956, I'm sure this was like super shocking, like super like yeah, seemed like it was in poor taste or something. But like now, of course, it seems like very tame compared to the things that oh, we yeah. talk about, you know, or like the things we watch now. Yeah, or I remember there's a point where this was like the point in history where women started like wearing pants. So they're like, Oh, you don't want to wear pants. You want to wear a dress. Well, I love that. That brings us back to old fashioned times, you know, because like 56, we're at the end of the fifties. We're like about to get into like the revolution of the sixties. So like, it's like women are just doing things. Like I'm pretty sure Mary Tyler Moore was the first woman to like ever wear pants on television. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. For sure. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so, so at this point, it's like, oh, she's so prim and proper. Like, I respect the hell out of that. Like, I remember when the the one scene where like the mother is like, oh, well, I have all this free time, so I should just be a writer. Like, hey, every power to you. So she has like a, a like a writer come over, and they're like having drinks, and like before um, the daughter goes with like the landlady to have dinner, he like sees her, and he's like super creepy he's like oh she's gonna make a man very happy one day and i'm like dude she's like eight yeah cut it out dude it's so creepy there's like a lot of like inappropriateness between like is even like the handyman leroy is like super creepy like the mom is like can you not go near my child seriously (laughs) yeah and that's the thing that in the book in the book they make a point to say something about how like leroy the handyman is like 
in love with Rhoda in like a weird way, like in a twisted way, which was like a very like, like no, I hate that. It's like, I was like, <laughs> I did not, I don't know why you felt the need to like include that in the chapter. That is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. By the way, in case you weren't sure of it, he wants to bang her. Yeah, it's let's like, make, oh. let's make the subtext text by making sure you know this is why he keeps bothering her. This is a courtship. And it's just like, first of all, this was like, again, written in like 1954, probably, like a couple mm-hmm. years before the movie. So like, he'd still be like, holy shit, like... I don't yeah. know why you felt the need to, like, make sure everybody knew that. Yeah, just in case you couldn't read between the text, I'm just going to spell it out for you. Exactly, exactly. It's like in, um, <laughs> I don't know why I, well, I was rereading The Godfather recently. And that mm. book, that book is, like, super trashy in a way that's, like, very, like, you wouldn't know from the movie. Because, like, the movie, movie has such, like, iconic status, has, like, all this stuff. But, like, there's, like, a whole subplot in The Godfather about how huge um, one of the brothers, like, how big their penis is. And it's, like, a whole chapter. It's, like, about how this girl is so, so, like, uh, big down there that she can't have sex with anybody but this one Godfather's kid. That's a whole subplot. Because nobody else's penis will fit in her (laughs) vagina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is amazing. (laughs) But I need the biggest penis ever, not just because I like big penis, but because literally nothing else I feel. (laughs) Yeah, I can't feel anything else down there. And it literally, like I said, goes on for like at least a chapter, probably more. That's that's amazing. (laughs) But yeah, so that's why like it is always interesting to see um, the differences between like the original source material mm-hmm. and movies because like even you know like this this particular one isn't a remake of something but it comes from the book so yeah they definitely had to take a lot out and we'll get into some more of the other stuff i'll bring it up like as we get towards the ending but like they had to change certain things because of like the Hayes code or whatever it is like the whatever the censorship was in the day yeah, and I'm pretty sure they remade this, but it's a Lifetime remake. Ooh. So I can, and I think Rob Lowe might be in it. Oh. Like, <laughs> Rob Lowe still looks so good. Yeah, even like, in his, like, Atkins commercials, I was like, damn, Rob Lowe can, Rob Lowe can yeah, still get it. 2018. Oh, they, this might be actually kind of awesome. It's Rob Lowe and McKenna Grace. You know that girl that looks, like, identical to, uh, what's-her-face? Can you see this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that looks just like Keenan Shipka. She, she does, even played yeah. like a, she like played a younger uh, a younger version of Sabrina on like the last season of Sabrina. That's funny. <laughs> so like they're like, mm, yeah. So that might actually this might actually be a ton of fun. Yeah, we should look into that because definitely. I wonder if he play he must play the father, which means they probably expanded on yeah. the role because in this and also in the book, like the dad. Is just like, like always like, off, like yeah, we're like you know is always like away for work. I think he's like a salesman or something. Like that's like the thing guys did. Oh, Roblo directed this too. Shut the hell up. Okay, we're okay, gonna watch we this. To. <laughs> this is next. We might just watch another dead kid movie. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> yeah, and this is literally it's like the father fears that his daughter may have played a role in the death of a classmate. 
Oh, so, so he, it's the same exact thing. Yeah, so he just, just is, in 2018 and switched the role. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's funny to give himself a, you know, a starring role. <laughs> I love this though. Like he for Lifetime was just like that's the movie I want to I want to direct. I want to direct the bad scene. <laughs> yeah, he was probably as a kid. He probably like saw it and was like, "This is the best movie ever." Yeah. So if Lifetime wants to let me direct something, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna hop on it. I've been waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah. So basically, what happens? Uh, what kind of like kicks the plot off is that the um the daughter and like her classmates go to this um are basically going on to this party like they it's like the end of the year they're doing this whole um you know like oh it's like a picnic by like this ocean it's gonna be great um but rhoda (laughs) yeah what could go wrong yeah what could go wrong this sounds great Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but basically rhoda says um is upset because um, like a few days before she had been in this like um, contest, like she wanted to get this award for the best penmanship. Oh, that's so 1950s. I know, right? <laughs> like who has the best? And I love how like a little boy beat her in penmanship. Right. Normally little boys have atrocious handwriting. So like, I, <laughs> I well, like this. And it's funny because they make a point to say like, oh, Rhoda actually does have the best penmanship. It was just that this little boy, Claude Daigle, they were like, he had, you know, he, he like made the most improvement. So we wanted to give him the award. So of course, like, you know, Rhoda's mom, uh, Christine is like trying to be like, Hey, you know, like we don't always get what we want. Like is, you know, doing the whole thing with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and like at first Rhoda doesn't seem that upset about it, but like you could tell because she keeps bringing it up. Yeah. She's like seething. And at one point she kind of explodes. She's mm-hmm. like, I deserved it. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like, this is, at this point, like, you can just say, this is a spoiled little bitch. Like, because yeah. spoiled little bitches exist. And then there are, like, ones that are psychotic. Like, right. They exist. I've seen one before in action. I was like, this girl is probably going to end up being a murderer. Oh, I was man. literally, like, I if I could have punched a child in the face, I would have punched a child in the face. <laughs> so I was, I took my little cousin Miles. This was when he was really little. Like, he was maybe, like, a little over a year. We took him to this, like, big little outdoor sprinkler where, like, the kids could just, like, go around. And I saw this girl, like, grab his head <gasps> and, like, tr- and I, like, pull- like literally was, like, I grabbed him and was, like, what is going on? And then I was, like, this little, and I'm, like, watch this little girl. Like, she's going around and she, like, I saw it, too. She, like, took a little kid's head and, like, did exactly what she was trying to do to Miles' head. And then, like, the mom was, like, oh, yeah, no. And I'm, like, your kid's a fucking psycho. Yeah, but also, too, like, like, your kid is a fucking psycho. Discipline your child. Child. you're the one who had that kid yeah if your kid's being a brat you gotta yeah but this was just like more the- than being like a little bitch i was like this little girl is gonna like ruin lives <laughs> and i want my my child or my like adjacent child far away from her so they exist stay the hell away yeah no but that's crazy Ooh. you always wonder because like you wonder how you're going to react when you have a kid or, like, oh. it's always different when you see someone else's kid, you know, or, like, someone that you're not related to, you know? Oh, yeah. And, like, and you're you like, know, you're just like, oh, I have, like, no no stakes in this. Like, kids will be kids. But, like, I can't imagine. Like, if I had, like, a kid or so- someone's kid close to me 
and I saw like them start to get into a tussle or like something like that, I don't know what I'd do. Probably bug that other child. Like literally, I was like, if I could hit a three year old, <laughs> I would have hit a three year old. But anyway, so like you you start to see the uh, the the nature of of Rhoda, right, right, and um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But can we talk about how they announced that this kid's dead? Like, they don't, this was like, I don't know if this is how things went in the 50s. But, like, a new, it came over, like, the news broadcast on the radio. And it's like, there's been an incident of a child drowning at the, like, school. And, like, then the mother's like, oh, my God, is it my kid? So I'm like, is every, like, mother, like, oh, my God, is it my kid? And they're like, and yes, it was the Daigle boy. And you're like, and then it's like, oh, okay. But I'm like, what if the Daigle mom is listening? She, is that how she finds out that her child is dead? Right. Well, no, that's what I was wondering. Because I was like, usually when you see, well, I don't know. Yeah, because usually, like, the school tries to, like, get an announcement out to, like, all the parents beforehand. Yeah. Although, of course, it, in the 50s, like, I don't know if they're, like, they calling were- everybody or, like, visiting, like, how... It's, like, a lot harder now. Yeah, like, today in, like, the fact that we still have school shootings, and we will continue to because government sucks, but in that incident, like, you only find out about the unfortunate death of the child after their parents had been notified for, like, hours. It's not like, like, little Jimmy, you parents find out he's dead because CNN told us. Oh my god. Like, no. That's that's not how that goes. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then... Yeah, and, like, you know, you eventually see Claude Daigle's mom later, and, like, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you wonder cool. how she found out. Because that's actually, we'll we'll get into it a little bit more, but, like, that performance is actually really good. Yeah, that woman was extremely solid. Yeah, very, very, very good performance. This felt very stagey. Like, this could have easily worked as a stage play. Yeah, and it, it, the thing is, I don't know if this adaptation is from the stage play. I know they made one. There was... Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The film is based upon the 1954 play of the same name. So, yeah, they must have just, like, taken the play. Yeah, because it totally felt like it was a play. Yeah, like... Like, everything occurs pretty much at, like, only two locations the entire time. Yeah, like, the living room, like, you know, which, again, we were saying, is, like, one of the most beautiful living room pieces you'll ever see. Yeah, like, let me, like, live in that apartment. My like, God, yeah. Jeez. Like, okay. Just ima- Yeah, imagine being, like, just, like, a 1950s housewife and, like, you know, writing is your hobby in that apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have, like, a good-looking, like, colonel husband. Like, shit, man. I always say I'm going to work for myself, but if some, like, hot man wants to just take care of me, I'm, like, not going to say no to that, too. You know? hey, we can still do our writing. We can do all right. of that, you know, just from the company. Why do you think I want to win the lottery? Just so I can, like read a book without having to worry about like my job (laughs) right exactly or having to read something because of your job that's the thing it's like reading so much that's never fun yeah exactly (laughs) i like to read for leisure while a man like passes me a drink on the beach in mexico like that's all i really ask for in life come on so the 50s had some things right yeah right yes women independence is also very important sorry 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 i never asked to get taken down off this pedestal (laughs) so yeah so they find out that this claude daigle has 
been, well, at this point, it was just a, a drowning incident. And then the thing starts to unfold that, like, a man saw her on the wharf, like, right before he, like, was discovered. And then there's all these, like, bruises on his body. Like, the cops sound like they are terrible at their jobs. Right? Yeah, they're just all like, oh, yeah, I still think it's an accident, though. Yeah, like, right? <laughs> all of these clues, and they're just like, not even a little worried about it. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like, mm, there's half moon, like, there, there's like these half moon shapes all over his body. So, like, he may have been hit with something. And it's right. like, hmm. and they do, and they, they go, they make sure to talk about that at the very beginning of the movie is that Rhoda has these shoes that, um, they put these like metal, like horse, not horseshoes, but like a U shaped thing on like the bottom of her shoe. And she's always like tapping. Tap on dancing. Them. Like, yeah. yeah tap They're dancing. like makeshift tap shoes. That, right. Because like, she, every little prissy girl needs one of those. Right. But also, too, that was another thing they did to like, they, they talk about her where she's um, the landlord or whoever is just like, oh, look at you, you're Ginger Rogers, ha ha ha, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, I can practice my tap, but also I like don't run my heels. So, you know, it helps us save money, you know, <laughs> like basically like that. <laughs> and you're like, you know, it's supposed to show that she's like, I don't know. I was beyond her years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's like caring. She cares about her family. <laughs> but oh my god. But yeah, like the second you hear the thing about like the like the U shaped um, bruises like on his like hands and arms, you're just like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Mrs. Mrs. Here. <laughs> what's what's so interesting though is that it's like. The mom that is, like, putting the pieces together. Because she's like, are you accusing my daughter? And they're like, we would never dream of that. Yeah, yeah, like, they're horrified. She was the- <laughs> yeah, they're like, we know that she was apparently the last person to be seen with him. But, like, our minds didn't go to, like, this eight-year-old murdered this other eight-year-old. But you're like, you think my daughter did it? They're like, whoa, whoa, lady, yeah, whoa, like, whoa, no. Like, I think you think your daughter did it. <laughs> Methinks the lady doth protest too much, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was like, huh, well, in that case, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the more, though, that um, Christine starts to, like, put together about her daughter, the more, like, uneasy she gets. She's just like oh, there are, like, all of these incidents, like, not, like, um, she starts, like, putting two and two together, and there's been, like, accidents and things that have happened, like, in their past, like, in other places they've lived, Mm -hmm. where they're, like, oh, hmm, if Rhoda wants something, and Rhoda realizes that someone needs to be gone in order for her to get something more often than not that person goes away (laughs) yes and it's 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 so ridiculous that like sure she probably deserved the best penmanship but at the same time you're just like my god you want a stupid little pendant that says you have the best like penmanship over someone's life yeah and her reaction, like, what really starts to, like, un- or, like unnerve the mom is that, like, like, it comes out that, like, oh, she were the last person to, like, potentially see this person alive. So she's like, 
like, how are you dealing with this? And she's like, oh, I'm fine with it. And they're like, well, there's something wrong with, like, it. but th- there's a part of me that, like, hated the idea. Like, we know that this this girl is, like, literally, like, a psychopath. So we know why she's acting in a certain way. But the idea of, like, telling a person how they should react to trauma, I was just like, eh, I don't like that. Especially a child. Because a child is already having to, like, process so much as it is, like, yeah. So that's no, why I get that. Yeah. Yeah, because there was an episode of Degrassi where they tackle suicide for the first time, and they do it really well. But what I really loved about it is that the kid that commits suicide, like the the episode follows like the aftermath and follows his girlfriend, and she's dealing with it in like such a different way than like everybody else is. And they're like, "There's something wrong with you. Like, why are you acting like this?" And I'm like. This girl, it's, like, I like that they showed, like, a different way of grieving. Like, she's just, like, she's mad. Like, she's pissed at him. And they're, like, you can't be mad. And she's, like, no, I can be mad. So, like, I like to show that, like, not everybody reacts to this certain thing in a certain way. So, like, the idea of, like, being, like, hmm, why aren't you upset? Like, there's a difference between, like, sort of, like, obviously this girl is upset and channeling it in a different way versus, like, you have Rhoda just being, like, almost happy that this kid's dead yeah like she's still just like (laughs) practicing the the piano she's still going about her day she's still tap dancing around the apartment roller skating she's like i want to put my roller skates on and then that's when leroy is like one of your students like one one of your fellow students is dead and you're out here roller skating she's like yeah he's dead not me yeah which i was just like damn sassy good for you (laughs) i was like shit okay (laughs) So yeah, the Dago boy is dead, and then it really, like, yeah, one of the better scenes is when the parents of him come over, and the dad's very, like, meek, because that's how he's sort of dealing with it, and he's dealing with a, a wife that was probably already an alcoholic, Yeah, and now this situation has just exacerbated it, so she's just sauced when she, like, comes over to the house. Yeah, she is, um, yeah. A bit, a bit worse for wear, <laughs> as mm-hmm. one might say. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's it's so good. And like that's the thing. Like you were just saying, like the way people deal with grief, everybody deals mm-hmm. with it differently. Like the whole thesis or whatever of Fleabag is like that. This whole thing is done because this is the way she's processing her grief. You know, yeah. and like again, you see it in different ways, and like it is heartbreaking. The way we see this um, woman kind of just take in her, because you can tell she's like a little bit older. She probably like, this is, you know, her only kid. She probably like very much doted on this kid. Like you can tell. Mm -hmm. And she is not holding it together. She's very like, very um, like coiled, like, like, like a very like tight coil, you know? Yeah, and her husband's, like, sort of doing his best because he knows if he, like, oversteps, it could, like, really set her off that, like, who knows what she's going to do. So maybe the best thing is just to let her be drunk. Yeah. Like, for, like, is as horrible as that seems, but, like, if she's not numbing the pain, like, who knows what she's going to do. Exactly. And it's, it's wrenching. Like, it's so mm-hmm. sad watching it. And, like, you see, like, all of these people trying to deal with her which is so like annoying because like you can kind of get the sense that these people are kind of looking down on her for her behavior but it's like dude guys she just yeah your son was killed not even your son was like murdered right 
<laughs> like, not even, like, oh, it was an accidental drowning. Like, that's tragic, obviously. But then, like, no, your son was, like, killed by, like, another child. That's, like, a whole other level of, like, grief and pain you have to unwrap. Right. And, like, at first she doesn't seem like she... Like, even she doesn't seem like she suspects Rhoda. She... No, not at all, really. It's literally just... The mom. Christine. <laughs> yeah, The Christine. mom is like, hmm. But, like, you know, like, she, she does keep wanting to, like, talk to Rhoda. And she keeps, like, putting her on her lap. She's like, gets, like, up in her space a bit, you know, mm-hmm. and is just like... Oh, I want to know what you and Claude were talking. Like, you know, is this like what I think wants to just know everything, you know, is this like basically wants like the whole picture, even if like it destroys her. She just wants to know what. Yeah. And she doesn't think that it's going to be like, oh, I killed him. Yeah. It's like, oh, I saw him like slip and I tried to save him. But like, I just couldn't because I'm eight, (laughs) you know? This is also the irresponsibility of, like, like the, they in the beginning, they were like, we don't want any kids going near the water. Cool. One, maybe don't have it on the water. And two, maybe watch these children better. How do these two eight-year-olds just scurry off? Right? It's like, wait a minute. So you guys specifically plan a beach picnic, but you don't want the kids <laughs> anywhere near the water. Make it make sense to me. Let's, let's walk through yeah. this decision here. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, yeah, so basically then Christine starts to just get, like, really, really uneasy about her kid. She's starting to, like, learn all this information. She's just like, what's going on? What's going on here? And the thing, though, the thing is that she then finds the metal. The metal had gone missing. And that's one thing Mm -hmm. that they That was the big mystery in the beginning. It's like, where's his medal? Yeah. And, um, you know, that's something I think, like, the, the mom brings up, or, or, like, the mom of Claude is just, like, it was it was mm-hmm. attached. It was, like, clasped on. Like, how could it be gone? Yeah, I pinned it on to him, like, the morning of. like Right. And so they're just, like, like, most people are just, like, I don't know. I guess it, like, fell off in the ocean. And, <laughs> like, don't. Like, that's it. <laughs> But then yeah. Christine, it was like, well, we don't know. Like, you could have, maybe you didn't put it on as tight as you thought. It's right. Like, mm, no, maybe this, yeah. So then Christine, like, discovers it and is like, why do you have this? Yeah. And of course, Rhoda is just like, well, mommy, he said that I could wear it. He said I could have it. He said, like, you know, like, goes into this whole thing about how it's hers now. And yeah, because she deserved it, you know? Yeah, again, brings up how she deserved it. And, <laughs> um, and I just took it. Yeah. But yeah, she just, like, weaves all of the, these webs of lies. But it's just, like, so off-putting, though, in, like, her sweetness of it. Like, she's, like, gaslighting the mom, like, the whole movie. Oh, for sure. It's like, like, no, you're the one that's insane, not me. Right. Mommy, I don't know what you're talking about. This is silly. <laughs> mm. But also then, lo- you see her starting to, like, try to, like, get rid of evidence. Like, she mm-hmm. she puts the shoes in the incinerator, and Christine catches her <laughs> doing that. First of all, biggest-ass red flag you could ever, ever have. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just going to incinerate something, but I'm, like, not going to show you. It's like, well, what are you hiding? And then you're just like... Oh, my God, because you have Leroy, the handyman, that, like, 
he's like taunting her because he's an asshole. Like in the beginning, he like he knows she's kind of a bitch, but he really doesn't believe that like she's a murderer. So he's like, you know, they're gonna find blood. They can they have like bloodhounds to like find the blood. And she's just like, they do. So that's when she like takes the shoes to like try to get rid of the evidence. And again, so that's that's super interesting. So yeah, Leroy though keeps like egging her on, keeps like, you know, just like taunting her a bunch. And what ended up ha- what ends up happening though is he goes too far. He goes yes. way too far, and basically far. he says something. He brings up like he's just like, oh, I found I found what you were hiding. I was doing this, yeah. and she kind of is just like, give them to me. She doesn't, like, that's actually what was, like, really freaky about it. She's just, like, give me those shoes. And, like, is so intense about it that it freaks Leroy out. And he's just, like, I was, yeah. shit, dude. I was just messing with you. Yeah, I, you actually killed that little boy? Holy smokes. I don't know why yeah. and then his reaction is to hide from her in the basement of the apartment that she lives in. I would have, like, hightailed it out of there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I could have, like, continued to work in that job. I would have been like, no, I'm good, thanks. I can literally go anywhere. Yeah, gotta go. Bye. See you later. (laughs) Catch on the flip side and just, like, beat it. And yeah, it's just, it's like, so I kind there's a part of me that like wishes, like, I, it's like kind of cool that like most of this perspective is like from the mom, which like, and we need to talk about Kevin is, is also from the mom's perspective, which is really intriguing. But I just feel like I wish. There's, like, a little more time with the daughter. Like, I don't want to see her, like, light Leroy and fire. But, like, I want to, like, see, like, what makes her tick a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if we just spent more time with Rhoda Dendry. I would be, I would be, um, yeah, I would be excited to see a movie like this remade from her perspective. Because I kind of like the idea of, you know, you could do, like, I, every evil kid movie is seen from the perspective of the parent. And so mm-hmm. it would be, I think it would be interesting to see one where it is from the kid and see yeah. like, cause they go into like, there's this like very pseudo pseudoscience, pseudo like intellectual way they go about like explaining yeah. this child, which is very mm-hmm. funny because, um, yeah. Are you born bad or are you a product of your environment? Which is, like, I think people like the the idea of, like, sexuality. You're, you're not gay because you grew up around gay people. It's like, it's like the same thing with this. I don't, I think it can breed what's already in you to make it worse. Just, like, people that are schizophrenic, like, mostly nine times out of ten, they've had, like, really awful childhoods. But there are the occasions where, like, it can't be explained. And this person is just this way from birth and that's fucking terrifying it is yeah and so in the movie basically what ends up happening is christine finds out from her father that her parents well that he and her who she thought were her mom are not her parents that she was adopted and so Mm -hmm. she was just like well you know who's my mom then and you find out that her mother was like this notorious like killer was like was, like, executed for, like, being, like, a psychopath. <laughs> yes, and that it's sort of like the whole Dexter thing, that, like, born in blood, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just because you were taken into a different environment that you sort of still had this 
you know, this, this thing ingrained in you. And then it's interesting because then it's like, well, Christine was a normal, well-adjusted person. So it's like, it skipped a generation. Yeah, exactly. That like her child took on the, these, these like, you know, attributes that her mother had. And that's like, whoa. No, it's super, it's super creepy. I will say like the way they, they kind of explain it like they do in Psycho at the end of the movie where like all of a sudden just like a doctor shows up and is like, Oh, hey, by the way, this is what is wrong with Norman Bates. But, like, yeah. in this, of course, it's just like, oh, by the way, yeah, you, your mom was a killer. Sorry. <laughs> that sucks. So your kid kind of is now, too. <laughs> right? And the, her putting that together, she's like, oh, my mom was a psychopath. <gasps> my kid is a psychopath. Oh, my God. <laughs> what am I going to do? And then sort of the, the catalyst is when... Um, the daughter, Rhoda, decides that she's going to light Leroy on fire. Yeah. <laughs> because he's going to tell people about her. Right, right. Because basically... Like, that's a logical after, thing. Right, of course. <laughs> after he, like, pushes her and, like, he realizes that she did actually do it. Yeah. She, like, he locks himself into... Or he, like, goes into his basement and is, like, hiding from her, basically. But, like, manages to, like, I guess, like, is like, oh, I guess now is as good a time as any to take a nap. Because he's, like, asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know it's what? Like, I, it's like they just, <laughs> I've had a tough yeah, afternoon. Like, <laughs> right? I just got a nap. Because he had been, like, taking all the Excelsior, which was, like, the packing from, like, all of the packages that come in. And sort of, like, make himself a makeshift bed in, like, the crawl space. So what she does is she, like, takes matches, lights that shit on fire, and then locks him in the, in the, in the basement. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, like, oh in the next scene, they're like, well, you know, Leroy was a dumb drunk. Like, it was bound to happen. They, like, they like blame it on smoking cigarettes. Smoking a cig. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, smoking a cig, you know, lit himself on fire. I don't know. I can't explain how it got locked from the outside, but, you know, that's a minor detail. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> like, nobody, nobody's putting this together. Also, too, like, you'd be like, oh, well, then where is the cigarette? Where is the cigarette or cigar yeah. that would have, like, started this fire? <laughs> yeah. Nope. None of that matters. Ah. So that pushes, like, Christine, like, over the edge. Like, she's just not making sense at this point. Now. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's just like, holy shit, psycho, psycho. Everybody, like, is just going nuts. Yeah. And also, too, I think, like, at this point, she had, like, kind of figured out about, like, there was, like, this other, um, there was, like, some other trinket or something that she finds in, or she, that she remembers, uh, Rhoda yeah, wanting some- from, like, a place in their old, like, where they used to live. There was this old woman. Yeah. That, uh that Rhoda used to talk to. And I guess this woman had said like, Oh, when I die, you can have this uh, locket or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, then the woman like, like, okay. fell down the stairs. Like, is just like had a, had a tumble. <laughs> the most, the most suspicious of all crimes is like someone just like falling yeah. down the stairs. <laughs> but yeah. And you were just there. And the one witness was like an eight year old child that might be kind of creepy. Yeah, exactly. But like, then definitely wasn't that kid. Yeah. And so then that's another incident. That's another thing that like Christine puts together where it was like, I guess after the death, they like went to like go give their condolences. And this bitch point blank asks this dead woman's daughter. Oh, she said I could have this locket. So, like, can I have it now? 
<laughs> yeah, so where's that walking at? I'm sorry, excuse me, where, um, I've, like, waited two days, and I feel like that's, like, very, um, that's, like, very generous of me. Can I have my locket now? <laughs> yeah. So, we sort of, and then, it's it's interesting that, like, you know, Christine keeps pressing Rhoda, and that Rhoda, like, comes out with it. Like, she's just, like, like, the whole, they have, like, when she finds that she's gonna try to incinerate the shoes, that's when it all comes out. And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, he just wouldn't give it to me. So I just kept kicking him and I kept kicking him and I kept kicking him. And then it's like, but how did he get the half moons on his hands? Well, after I pushed him into like the river, he tried to get back up and I like dug my so heels I'm stomping into his, into his hands. hands. You're like, holy shit, that is violent like, as hell. <laughs> Actually. Yes. Um. And then it's like, well, did old Mrs. Wobble blah 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 with the locket? Like, what happened to her? Well, I just tripped down the stairs, Mommy, and she fell. Oh, is that really what happened? Yes. But I also tripped on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit. Like, damn, she's yeah. yeah, she's she is very forthcoming with all of her information. Mm-hmm. She's like, Yeah, mom. Right? I did it. I would not like be cool sleeping in that apartment. I would be like, nope. Yeah, she's gonna murder me in my sleep. I'm gonna, yeah, because I know all like, It's prison rules. Just like have like a shank next to you at all yes. times. Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So basically, though, all this like information comes, yeah. all this stuff happens, and basically, Christine is just like, "All right, well, I've got to stop her. This is mm-hmm. insane." So she basically just takes like a bunch of pills. Gives them to her daughter in order to, like, make her never wake up. Yes. And the daughter's, like, pretty trusting. Like, it's like, why are there so many? Oh, it's just a new regimen. Like, it shows how trusting even, like, psychos are of their parents. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so many. Just take all these pills. Oh, you know, you need to take your vitamins. You need to take Mm -hmm. them. (laughs) Want to be a big, strong girl? Yeah. And then, so, but then, um, then she, uh, Christine goes into the other room and shoots herself in the head. Yes. Yes. And because, okay, so in the book, it all happens mm-hmm. like this. Uh, she poisons her kid and shoots herself. But then, because in the book, she dies, but Rhoda lives. Mm. So that was a thing in the in the fifth change. Yeah, because they're like, oh no, evil can't win, evil can't prevail, and it's like, yeah, but it's ironic. Sometimes it's it like, does. You have to you have to do it this way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so of course, in, so in the movie, in the fifties movie, um, basically uh, Christine survives. She shoots herself in the in the head, and you can only tell because she has this very beautiful bandage. Just, like, wrapped around. Yeah. No, like, that's what's ridiculous, too. Most people that shoot themselves, like, this kid that plays baseball, like, it's tragic. Like, he was, he's alive, but, like, he was dealing with, like, depression and not making, like, a major league roster and feeling like he was never going to be the baseball player that he wanted to be. So he shot himself in the face and uh, lived. But now he literally only has one eye. He has, like, he lost his sense of smell, his sense of taste, and his, like, right eye. Wow. God, that's so sad. It's, like, super. But now he's, like, you know, of course, like, God save me and all that stuff has to come out. It's, like, well, can't you just be, like, 
luck happens. You know, like, <laughs> Just saying. But, like, that's what happens if you shoot yourself in the head, usually. Not, like, oh, yes, like, I was in a coma. Like, I took, like, a three-week, like, break from life after I shot myself in the head. Yeah, and, like... But I still look great. He looks beautiful. Like, be- the most beautiful yeah. he has looked in the whole movie is, like, when he's lying in this bed with this stupid bandage on. The lighting makes her skin look flawless. Yeah, it's great. It's so, hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but she had also said to, you know, because, like, you gotta give Rhoda her due. She wants, like, no traces of her bad deeds. So, like, the mom says, like, I took... You know, everything was incinerated except for the pieces of metal on your shoes. Like, what would you do with those, Mommy? Oh, I just threw them by, like, the the creek that, like, you killed, you know, the Daigle boy on. Mm -hmm. So she decides that in the middle of, like, a fucking thunder and lightning storm that she's going to, like, put her cutesy, like, little uh, raincoat and hat on and, like, walk down to, like, the river to, like, you think you're going to find them? They're not just there. Right. Like, it's they've like been washed away. Metal. They're pieces of metal. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So she goes down there and she's like looking, like, like sc- scooping in the water and then gets hit by lightning. Yes. And, is, and that's uh, how it just ends. Yeah, it just ends. And it's like the end. Because e- evil will not prevail. Absolutely not. Not on our watch. <laughs> the- no. WB was like, no. Right. No, no. And, of course, then, it's so funny, because did you see the, like, the, what what would you call it? Not the teaser, but, like, it's at the end, where, like, they're Yeah, just, that's why it really felt like a play, because they all took their, like, final bow. They took their final bow, and then, like, they, like, made light of the whole situation, where Christine, like, you know, like, puts, uh, puts Rhoda over her knee and, like, starts spanking her. And it's just like, you've yeah, been a bad weird. kid this whole time. You're like, Even though, like, the it? bad things you were doing weren't just, like, little things. It was <laughs> These are not crazy. spankable offenses. First of all, don't yes. hit your kid. But second of all, if you're... Yeah. This is... That's not If you the feel reason. like you must hit your child, <laughs> this was a good reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Um, that is the bad seed. What would you... Um, would you, where would you put, like, uh, like a batshit moment? What would you say for you was one? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was when we found out, like, what the exact murder weapon was and her trying to, like, tiptoe, like, sneakily to the incinerator and then the mom just, like, ripping the bag out of her hands and then her, like, tap shoes fall out and you're like, oh, she killed, she stomped him to death. Yeah, this, this girl curb stomped that little boy. <laughs> yes. For yes. sure. Like, just stomp the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say it might have been for me, like, when Leroy figured everything out. Yeah, When he that's was just like, I was just teasing you. I was just, I was just messing with you. But you did it. You killed that little boy. And, like, just, like, fucking hightails it out of there. Hightails it to the basement. So, like, he wasn't... Yep. He wasn't thinking too He's like, I'll be safe down here. (laughs) Nothing down here can kill me. (laughs) Right. Um, Because that, I think, for me, was what it was. Because also, too, like, that dude, like, really, like, sold that moment where he was just like, oh, my God, it was you. It was you. Get the hell away from me, you fucking psycho kid. (laughs) Yeah. You are insane. (laughs) Right. And I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, Where would you put this on the, uh, on, like, the batshit meter? 
not batshit meter, the, um, yeah, like, the, the garbage meter. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I knew what you meant. <sighs> like, I thought that for, like, the 50s, it was, like, well-made. It was, like, well-acted. It was well-directed. Um, it felt a little over the top at times, but that's because I think it just felt like it was a play. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, a, it was a stage play that they just put cameras on. It was almost like watching Hamilton, like, be shot on, <laughs> like, the stage versus, like, Dear Evan Hansen's coming out with, like, a Dear Evan Hansen movie. And, like, the movie is going to feel like a movie. It's not like you're going to feel like you're watching the Dear Evan Hansen musical, like, at the theater. You right. know, whereas this movie kind of felt like I was at the theater, which was interesting. But, so, I, I don't know if I can really say it's, like, terrible. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, maybe, like like sweet garbage because I enjoyed it, but it's like, it's well made give, especially given like the 56 like landscape. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. Like I felt like this movie. Um, yeah, I had a great time. Like I was really invested in it. Like I wanted to know like everything and yeah, you know, and for me it held up because I had seen this. Um, I used to watch this movie with my dad when I was like, a kid like it was just like something we would watch i don't know he's like he's, he's like checking to see if you're a bad seed yeah yeah, yeah how's just, she reacting to this movie yeah yeah i was just like you know what i get it like i like i mm-hmm. like stuff i would kill for stuff <laughs> but just um murdering people <laughs> um yeah and i i felt like it still held up it like you know sometimes when you watch like mm-hmm. some movies from the 50s you're like oh my god and I love classic yeah, movies. I love all of those, like, uh, styles. But, like, there are some, like, 50s dramas, like, where you're just like, oh, my goodness. Who we? Yeah. A time and a place, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely think this hold up. So, like, I would say, like, if I had to put it on it on a garbage meter, I'd say sweet garbage as well. Because, like, I had a great time. Yeah, that seems, that seems about right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, guys, that's this week's episode of Sweet, Sweet Garbage. Um, We'll be back next uh, week with some new with some new stuff. And yeah, just Mm -hmm. glad to be back, guys. Yeah, getting back into it and the world's getting back to normal. Yeah, that's all we could really ask for. I get Bailey back soon in L.A. and that's all I can ask for. That's all I want. (laughs) We can go back to actually recording these in like in person (laughs) yes that that'll be that'll be new and unique i feel like the first two episodes were like the only ones that we like actually recorded in person right yeah no like at this point this podcast has mostly solely been like over zoom and skype and yeah it's crazy (laughs) yeah but um you do you have anything to plug i know that you've been um you've been on another podcast recently yeah so if there's I highly doubt that anybody that listens to this uh, loves baseball or let alone loves the Boston Red Sox, especially as much as I do. But (laughs) I am on a new podcast called The Pesky Report. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on pretty much everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. So it's a lot of fun. been having fun with that. So that's what I've been up to. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So, yeah, guys, that's this week's episode. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Sweet, sweet garbage, baby. Sweet, sweet garbage, baby.